in 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera, I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable. From my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years. Of marriage, it's never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for. I'm gonna be a leader, I'm a leader, wait, cause I'm a firm believer. We can do anything we want. If I said it, then I meant it. I probably already did it. Consider it done. Consider it done. If you need some inspiration, you should play this championship leadership podcast. Hey, Bailey. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. Championship Leadership Podcast. We got Devin Johnson here out of Nashville. What's up? Yo. <laughs> uh, excited to have you here. I know we've been talking about it for a while, but um, I always like to ask this question first to start us off. Championship Leadership is the name of the podcast. What comes to mind for you? What do you think of when you hear Championship Leadership? Well, I, I think of your event. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That comes to my mind. Yeah. Yeah. The the unleash the leader within that you came through. What when was that? When did you come through? Was it August? Or... August last year, right? Yeah. Yeah. 2022. Yeah. 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 Man, seems like a long time ago now. It doesn't seem like it was that long ago though. But uh yeah, uh, yeah. You came through in August, had no idea what you're getting into. And <laughs> At the same time, I think it was pretty awesome for you. You, you dominated. It, it was incredible for me. And I definitely had no idea what I was getting into. Um, yeah. Do you want me to tell this story now? Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah. Go ahead. I mean, sure. So I had a couple of these really big deals that I'd been working on for like eight, nine months. Just fell apart. You know, the bottom fell out. I was feeling like I got kicked right in the gut. And a friend of mine suggested that I go to your, uh, to your event, to the ULW event. And I didn't know what it was, but I trusted this friend of mine. His name is Chris Robinette. And I said, okay, if you think it'll be good for me, I'll go. And, but I had no idea what I was getting into. So I show up and immediately it was like, oh, this is, this is intense. (laughs) This This is like military style immersion um you know i was being told right away to like do planks and push-ups and stuff <laughs> get in line and and i'm looking around and there's just right. like big dudes in the room and me with like my my lashes and my hair and my yeah, nails yeah. i was like oh this is not this is not where i belong i never would <laughs> do that right uh and then when I figured out what was happening with the second day, with the, the physical day where we were doing all the, what do you call them? 
evolutions, revolutions. Yeah, evolutions. Yeah. When when I figured out what was happening the second day, I you know I went home that night and I just made peace with the fact that I I was going to be on the bottom. Uh, these dudes are a lot bigger than me. I, you know, I don't lift a ton and, uh, made peace with that because I'm a very competitive person. You know, uh, I like everybody to win. <laughs> and if it's between me and you, like, I really, I really, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can, but I just made peace. Like this is, this is going to suck. You're going to lose. You're going to be in the bottom and just like make it through the day. And then what happened is I came in second overall. Like I schmucked those. <laughs> you did. You did great. At the at the end of the day, you know, crawling through the mud, they're crying, and I'm just like, "Look at me." <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was so, it was so incredible for me because I had no idea that was in me. Like yeah. I didn't. I knew I was kind of a that life had like made me a tough cookie, but Mm -hmm. having that kind of strength as like an identity, uh, I had no, that no idea that was there. (laughs) My friends that were your assistant coaches, like they didn't know it was either. I think I shocked all of us. Um, yeah. So it was, it was incredible. It was awesome though. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. Well, yeah, I didn't expect to start off that way, but that's okay. That was good. Um, and yeah, that's championship leadership right there. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about you and, and a little bit of your journey, however far you want to go and, um, what it is that you're up to today. Cause I know there's some big things that you are up to today. So, yeah. Uh, so I, um, my entrepreneurial journey started, I mean, really when I was a kid, I was always looking for something I could do for somebody in the neighborhood, babysit, carry in your groceries. Um, I just had that strong drive early on to kind of, if there was something that I wanted, I was going to figure out a way to, you know, to go get it, to make Mm -hmm. it happen. And, uh, you know, one of my first successes was in the retail business. I grew a chain of retail stores to quite a few locations. I sold those. That was, gosh, maybe like 10 years ago. What was and, that? Oh, I, uh, I had a chain of gourmet food stores. You did? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, a lot of people don't know that about no, me. No, I don't know that. Yeah. It's been a long time but my my passion for like cooking and entertaining and and a lot of that was was channeled into that business and um you know honestly I was forced to sell it wasn't necessarily something that I wanted to do but that was what needed to happen at the time so I sold and then I had some capital decided to buy a house to to renovate it and decided during that project, like, I think I'm going to go into real estate next. Um, I had no, no previous experience in real estate, really no idea what I was doing. Flipping that house took me forever. I laid like 1600 square feet of tile by myself with my own two hands, uh, (laughs) crying on the phone with my dad and watching YouTube videos, (laughs) trying to figure out what I was doing, learned a ton and got my real estate license. And I started working as a residential agent, you know, just 
started knocking on doors to get leads. And then I built a property management company, um, ended up selling that a couple of years later. And I worked primarily with investors. I lived in a second home market. So there was a lot of like Airbnbs and long-term rentals in <clears throat> really developed an affinity for working with investors. I had a good eye for, you know, seeing what a property uh, could be worth with a little blush and mascara and did some flips for clients would manage their property. And I did really, I mean, like on paper, I did really well at that. Yeah. Considering the town that I lived in, you know, I was making a pretty decent income and I had no boundaries in my life. Um, it was honestly, it was like sucking the life out of me. I was on call all the time, a one woman show for the most yeah. part. So I was super burned out and got a sign from God to move to Nashville, which I thought. Yeah, you did. Yeah. What was that? It was, it was an owl. Uh, really? I told you this story? I don't think so. Okay. Learning all kinds of awesome new stuff here. So <laughs> God speaks to me in birds and feathers all the yeah? time. Like, okay. I do remember you saying that now that you say that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. So an owl. An owl. Yeah. I was kind of, I was in this restless period. I wasn't happy with my business. I knew I wasn't going to stay. I was living in Southern Missouri. I knew I wasn't going to stay there. Um, but I wasn't sure like what was next, what to do. And I was driving down the road with a girlfriend of mine who's, her name is River. She's like a total earth. Muffin. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So I'm sharing with her, um, Nashville started just like popping up at magazines, you know, TV shows, stuff like yeah. that. So I was sharing with her, I think I might want to move to Nashville. And as soon as I said that, she jerked the car over and said, there's an owl on the side of the road, like a dead owl and hippie friend. She's like, yeah. we got to get proper burial, <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> whatever. So we get, the, sure. we, we get this bird, put it in my trunk, take it home, do the hippie stuff with the bird. Yeah give it a burial. The next day I text a buddy of mine in Nashville. Hey, I think I want to come out there for a visit. And he said, I just bought a house. I have a room for you. Just move. You would love it. Blah, blah, blah. Text, text me pictures of his new place. The first picture, he's like, this is my favorite thing in, in the new house. It was There's an, an antique drop out of an owl. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So the, I got the spirit bumps all over and was like, okay. And shut down my business through my clothes and my books in the back of a truck and moved to Nashville with like no idea what I was doing next. How long ago was that? Four years. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure if I'd completely lost my mind yeah, right. <laughs> or, you know, what? So, but I, I followed the sign and uh, came here to Nashville. Wasn't sure what I was going to do for a little bit. And then, um, you know, ended up, I got a spam email one day from a marketing company that was hiring. And I, I wanted out of real estate at that point, yeah. to be honest. I was so burnt out. I was like, I want to do something else. So I got hired from this, for this consultancy uh, to do sales. And I was excited to try something new. Come to find out they had just started a, a real estate division of their business. Uh, and they were buying vacation rental properties in Branson, Missouri, where I had just moved from. Okay. Oh, wow. Which, not a coincidence. Yeah, right. So, 
Uh, so I started working for that, for that real estate company, um, raised money for their fund. I did uh, all of their investor education, built out the disposition systems and helped scale that company to where I was doing, you know, like 25, like 25 sales a month by myself. Uh, yeah. Wow. Very efficient. And then when my time there ended, um, I, I started doing my own big deals like raising money for my own big deals, putting together bigger projects, uh, some of which fell apart last summer when the market shifted, which yeah. is when I met you. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> doing consulting for larger operators in all different asset classes of, of real estate, so, you know, facilitated a business sale. Mm -hmm. And um, just recently, I've launched an investment club just yeah, all that brought you here to this, right? Like led you to what you're doing now. Yeah. <clears throat> Which is and what again? Uh, it's called the Capital Club. It's an investment club. So over the years, what I've learned is there's so many people are reaching out to me like, hey, Devin, can you help me raise capital for this project? Do you know anybody who might want to invest in this? And then I know tons of investors, high net worth individuals, even like funds of funds that they have capital to deploy and they, they really don't know how to find good opportunities or realistically, they don't have the time. They don't have the time to do it. So what I've created is a service where essentially once a week, I'm sharing a deal that myself and my team, we've gone through the due diligence we're very aware of what the risks are, what the upside is. And we get, you know, hundreds of opportunities sent to us every quarter. So we whittle those down to one opportunity a week. And they're not just real estate. Some are like venture capital opportunities and startups for medical tech. Or I shared a deal a couple of weeks ago that was uh, for a cannabis company. You know, it's not mm -hmm. everybody's favorite vertical. I have no opinion if you smoke it. I don't. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it was a really unique opportunity for somebody who has some risk capital. And then we also have opportunities that are, you know, they're very boring <laughs> real estate deals that are about as stable as you can get. Yeah. 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 And that's awesome. And how's that been going? It's been incredible. Uh, as soon as I put, I hardly told anybody. Yeah. Right. I, I barely told anybody and just kind of. <laughs> made one little post like, Hey, um, <clears throat> I'm going to open the doors for the first 25 seats in this club. And they were full within like a week, yeah. um, really fast, which has been incredible. And I've heard from quite a few people, like I've been waiting for you to do something like this for years, please yeah. like share, teach, speak. And, um, yeah, so that's what I'm doing. That's part Amazing. of why I'm here. Too. Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. I guess I should put myself out there a little bit. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, no. What I'm doing. <laughs> totally. 100%. Yeah, and it's awesome. Um, what's uh who have been some of the people along that journey of yours that have really um stood out to you as, you know, leaders, coaches and mentors and and most more so like, you know, yes, people that have impacted you, but like, what is it about them? Like, what are some characteristics that have stood out uh, to you as leaders, uh, since this is a championship leadership show uh, that have helped mold who you are as a leader? 
Yeah. Um, one of the integrity is, is probably the outstanding characteristic. Yeah. When somebody does what they're, what they're say they're going to do when their words and their actions are in alignment. Um, that's something that like I Devin values. And I think mm -hmm. also like as a, as a woman, <laughs> yeah. security is one of my largest emotional needs for, you know, for most women, I, I think we feel that way. So anybody that's in like a leadership position in order for me to put my trust in you, which is what, I mean, that's what a leader is basically yeah. asked is right. for the people that are, that are following them to, to trust them. Yep. Yep. surrender a yeah, little bit to their leadership and in order for me to feel safe to do that like i have to know that you mean what you say um and also that you care how i feel that's <laughs> that's another like yeah that you actually care <laughs> yeah yeah <clears throat> um and you know i've had some leaders that they've had an incredible impact on me for some of the things that I learned from them. And some of what I learned is like, I don't want to be like. <laughs> yeah. So you've learned like what not to do from certain people, right? Yeah. We, yeah. There's lots of people that have that same answer, I guess you'd say. Um, yeah. There's plenty of people that we can learn from that were terrible leaders that were like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to make sure that I don't <laughs> do that. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I can, I'm not going to name, I'm not going to throw anybody. Yeah. No, yeah. Live anyway. Uh, but I can think of a couple of people that I, I'm, I'm amazed by a lot of things that they built and created in, in business or in other areas of their life. And I'm able to, I can extract the things that I want to, you know, to learn from those individuals and accept, like, I'm not. I'm not willing to do it the way that you, the way that you do it. Um, I think for me also like an outstanding characteristic of leaders that have had a huge impact on me and ones that I choose to follow is kindness is one of their core values. You know, they yeah. genuinely care about people, um, which I think is, it's probably the difference between like a leader and a dictator. Yeah, you know? sure. Right. Yeah. They, they both would have people following them, but a true leader, like people will voluntarily be like, oh yeah, I, I want on, I want on your bus. And right. I'm surprised. I didn't know how many people wanted on my bus. Yeah. 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 Until I won. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, the part of leadership definitely is putting yourself out there and taking some risk and chance and, and, uh, and when you do that, you, you see that there's maybe a lot of people out there that were waiting for you to do it. I, I think like right now, I, I always say that, um, you know, these times we're in, I think there's a lot of people looking for great leaders. Like we need more incredible leaders than we ever have before in my time. And uh, yeah, so it's awesome that you finally decided to step up and do that. Uh, and then you're like, oh, actually, you know, there were some people waiting on me. So uh, you make a huge difference by doing that, by taking the courage to take that step in action. So what's, what's, what's the vision for you? Where do you want to go with the, 
with the investment club. I know it's, it's like you said, it's very new. You just launched it and have had some great success here in the, early on a lot of momentum. And I know you're yep. looking to continue that and grow it, but uh, yeah. What, what's the vision for where you want to take it? Yeah. The, the next couple of steps really are just <clears throat> to grow them, to grow the membership. And I'm, I'm getting a lot of new, amazing opportunities for, incredible deal flow are coming to me as well. Now that I've kind of put it out there, I had a ton of deal flow already. Um, but like my vision with what I want to create is, is a really a fun place for people to be able to see opportunities that they can choose to invest in or not, where they, you know, they really feel like they understand what is going on. A lot of talking about with like the current, the current climate and a lot of people are like, they're scared. What is yeah. going to happen in the economy? I have some capital. I want to put it someplace safe. I'd like to grow it. I don't know who to trust. So my vision is, is really to solve that problem. And I don't want thousands and thousands of members in this thing. We're going yeah. to keep it capped so that people can really get concierge level service. You know, yeah. I want to know... I want somebody on the team to know like what is going on in everybody's life. What is your motivation for wanting to invest this money? Is it, <laughs> I hate my job and I, I want to be able to quit, you know, like a doctor who's got a young family and is burnt out because he's working entirely too many hours uh, could leverage that income so that he doesn't have to work those crazy hours forever. Yeah. So like solving that, Solving that problem for people is uh, my my fuel, my yeah. vision. Yeah. yeah and then absolutely. I need to, you know, to do my big projects and raise money for those alongside. And I'll share them with my members first. Uh, yeah. But providing that that service to, to the people that need it. Like, you need to have capital to invest. Right. <laughs> it's, not, yeah. it's not the place for somebody who's making, you know, Who's barely scraping by, but yeah, the, totally right. Yeah, yeah, it's for the investor. Like you said, that actually is ready to invest. Yeah, yeah, and for those members also to be able to learn along the way. So every week when we break down a deal and we're going through the due diligence, there's a lot of explanation of like what this means, why, what are the the benefits and the risks with any particular asset class. What is the difference between like a multifamily investment versus a self-storage investment versus, you know, unsecured debt that's more of venture capital angel investing in a business startup because they're all, everybody's risk tolerance is, is different. And some people, like they don't really know what they want. They think they know yeah. what they want. They, they want to buy an Airbnb. And then <laughs> then it's like, do you have any idea how much work actually goes into that? What they what they want is a certain, they want a certain return, right. you know, yeah. and there's a lot of ways to accomplish somebody's goals. So to help guide them in the different, the different opportunities that are available to meet those goals. Yeah. 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 I love it. It's, it's exciting. So it's fun to see. It'd be even more fun to see as you, as you go and you start to see the people, the deals start to happen. Right. And people start to get some incredible results and and uh then it'll really really take off right so yeah, yeah. well and just seeing, seeing the feedback that i'm getting so far from those first 
the first 25 members that we have. Yeah. And uh, I'm already getting tons of referrals. I'm about to open the doors for the, the second round of members. I, I want to make sure everybody's taken care of. So right. I don't need to put gasoline on a fire. Make yeah. sure open the doors in, in groups. Yeah. Get smart. everybody in warm and fuzzy. And then we can open the doors yeah. again. Yeah. People yeah. No, that's great that you're doing it that way for sure. What, well, let's uh, let's switch gears here real quick because I like to ask this question. What, um, and I'm guessing you get a, what everyone does, but I know you do as well. Uh, think of like a critical moment in your life, kind of a fork in the, in the road. And um, I always like this question because, you know, I think the, the listener is probably in this moment themselves and they're trying to figure out which way to go, right? Like, what do I do? Um, always want, we kind of, you always want to know the answer before you make the decision, right? That would make life so much, uh, easier, I guess. But, uh, reality is, is you just, you don't ever really know. So obviously you made the decision that you have, which as you hear today, uh, but had you made a different decision, you could be in a very different place. Is there a moment that comes to mind for you? You can share. There's so many. Yeah. How many? Where do I start? (laughs) I mean, there's not just a fork in the road. There's like an entire silverware drawer. Um, I I had one over the weekend that I was sharing with you about, but I would say. uh, The biggest fork in the road was. It was about nine and a half years ago. And I was physically, morally, and spiritually bankrupt, dying of alcoholism and addiction. And the I made a choice to surrender. Mm. And that's, I mean, that's really what drastically changed my life. Like I'd had quite a bit of on paper success before that point, you know, my retail business and all of that, but I was, I was absolutely miserable in surviving my life. And, um, I, you know, it was divine intervention. I don't know that it was really anything that I did, but there was, there was a moment of curiosity where I thought maybe life could be different. And I, I just chose to stop fighting and so well, what happened? What happened? If it, yeah, what happened? I mean, I I got sober. Uh, my whole my whole life changed. I did went you on- just wake up one day and you're like, I'm done? Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't like that. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, what was I, it like? Well, I had like with my own willpower, I was trying to. I had been trying to quit and mm-hmm. just could just couldn't stay couldn't stay quit. And at the, the time when like I had my last drink, I honestly, I was in and out of the hospital, like three times in a week. Like I was done. The, the last time in the emergency room, my blood alcohol was like 0.67. Like there's no reason that I should be. Wow. Yeah. 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 Like it was, you know, my family, I don't think they were really expecting me to make it to 25. Yeah let alone where I am now, which yeah. I will not close. Yeah, I was going to say, what is that? <laughs> I'm 30, I'm 39. I'm 39. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Yeah, it's hard to believe. Yeah, but I, 
I was in and out of the hospital, I think like three times that week. And the, the third time, um, they sent me to the nut house and, you know, actually something did click that time. Cause I, you know, the fog was lifting, I was detoxing and I was looking around and I was like a bunch of highly trained medical professionals believe that I belong in here. Yeah. And it, I, it, just, it hit me that, that like, I wasn't a bad person, that I was a very sick person mm-hmm. and I didn't know how to fix this. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I sought help and started on, I, I surrendered like everything yeah. in my life. I started on a spiritual journey, which I was not expecting. I would have called myself really like atheist at that point. I yeah. didn't have any kind of a spiritual life connection with a, a God or spirit yeah. of the universe, whatever you want to call it. I, right. I, I didn't have any of that in my life until, until then. And it wasn't, um, that connection didn't come like right away. It took a few, it took a few years for me to really get it. Um, there was another fork in the road point. I was, I was about three years sober and was kind of stagnant in my life, was surviving my life again, was pretty Mm -hmm. miserable. And, um, a friend of mine suggested that I go on that I go on an ayahuasca. Journey. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was so I was so scared because, like, yeah. I knew that I was never I was I was not willing to drink again. Like that was not going to happen. I was going to blow my brains out first <laughs> before mm. I ever went down that path. And the the thought of like trying the plant medicine. Absolutely. I mean, it terrified me. Um, but that really is what blew the lid on my, on my spiritual life and people that have known over the last 10 years, since I've been on this journey would tell you that like, I'm a very, very different, even, you know, in the, the period that I've been sober, like I'm a much different person now than I was before, before then. Sure. Yeah. Definitely believe that. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, it's always interesting to hear everyone's story for sure. What's um, as we wrap this up, what are, what's one or two things uh, for the listener that if they implement today would help move their life forward today? Uh, number one is be very, very clear about what you want. If you, I know this is true for me, be very, very clear about what I want and focus, focus your attention on what you want, not what you don't want. Whenever I start to worry about things going south, that's when, I mean, when your attention goes that way, that's where your energy goes. That's absolutely what happens. Um, And sometimes that can be a challenge for somebody who, if you're prone, have a history, a habit of having a a little bit of anxiety. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, it can be a hard habit to be, to break, but be absolutely clear about what you want and focus on that. Um, also this is a lesson that I've, I think has become very clear to me in just the last few days is also very clear about what you will and won't tolerate. 
from yourself in your relationships, whether those are personal or professional. Mm -hmm. uh, but if, if you don't have standards, you'll break them. Yeah. You right. know? And I think like the standards that you set for yourself are more important than the ones that you set for other people. If I compromise with me, I will always compromise with you. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> Absolutely. And lastly, this might be a weird thing to say to a bunch of leaders that are listening to this, but surrender. Yeah. And maybe that will speak more to the women. I don't know. But every time I choose to like lay my weapons down, things just kind of naturally magnetically unfold for me. Mm -hmm. When I'm fighting something that's not working, not going the way that I want it to, it, I cut myself off from seeing what other opportunities and possibilities might be there. If I'm trying to force something too much, you know, there, maybe there's a reason that you're going against the grain. And I know like right. there's tons of people pushing like hustle culture, like push grind. If a door's in your way, kick it down. And I don't, I think there's, there's a time when, yeah, maybe you do need to kick a, a door down, but if you live in that all yeah. the time, it's like guaranteed burnout. Right. Yeah. 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 No, I think we could all, I'm sure that, you know, not just for women, but men as well. I mean, there's plenty of things in our life that we probably are continuing to try to force or whatever, or that we're in a battle with and haven't been able to figure it out or, you know, and sometimes that's what it, oftentimes that would that's what is missing right the just the, the need to surrender to whatever it is the process or the thing uh to yeah get there yeah to, unless to you got pressure. a man in army pants yelling at you to do push-ups <laughs> in the face of the hose. <laughs> that's right no that's surrendering then well you got to surrender the moment right you just got to accept it i think that's well, the biggest exactly. thing there yeah yeah just be like all right you just got to embrace it and once you do that, once everybody does that, we can see that too, right? Then, yeah, I mean, that's essentially you're surrendering. You're not fighting with reality. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you're just like, all right, yep, we're here. We're going to do this. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you. So again, um, what would be the best way for someone that, that you know, wants one of those rare opportunities to potentially get to be a part of the club, the exclusive yeah. club? How would they get a hold of you? Um, probably one of the easiest ways to get a hold of me would be meetwithdevin.com is a, is a booking link. Well, you know, somebody can book a 30 minute call if they're, if they li listened all the way to, through this, they should know whether or not. It's yeah. Right. <laughs> um, and I'll, I'll get some information for the show notes too, like uh, maybe a link to a brochure, but meetwithdevin.com is my cool. calendar. Yeah, we'll get that linked up too for him. So awesome. I appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you, Nate. You bet. And don't go anywhere here, listener. If uh, you loved this episode, stay right here. We got, we got more to come. Next episode coming up. Have a great day. In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, Nature going home, I miss my life, miss my wife For 15 months she was all alone 
But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't alright, I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera, I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable from my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years of marriage, it's never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for. I'm gonna be a leader, I'ma lead the way, cause I'm a firm believer. We can do anything we want. If I said it, then I meant it, I probably already did it. Consider it Championship Leadership Podcast. Hey, Bailey. Championship, 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 leadership podcast. Championship leadership podcast. With Nate Bailey.